Hey e-commercers, did you know that SubSummit is returning May 31st to June 2nd in Dallas? Check out subsummit.com for all the details and grab a ticket because we would love to meet you there. If you are going to go, let us know via social media or email us on howdy at ecommercepodcast.net and let's connect. A lot of the younger generation now, they're using TikTok as a search engine, not using Google, which is which is kind of mind-blowing. But it allows you if you're if you're coming up with proper descriptions for your videos on TikTok and proper hashtags, you're you're setting yourself up for search organic. And then of course YouTube is obviously populating all of that into Google. So if someone's searching um the traditional way of Google, your videos are going to come up too. Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. The e-commerce podcast is all about helping you deliver e-commerce wow. And to help us do just that, I am chatting with today's special guest, John Roman from the Battle Box Group, about how to use content to connect with your community, which let's face it, we all wanna know how to do that better. So I'm looking forward to this conversation, but before John and I get into the nitty gritty let me give you my podcast pick some previous episodes that I think you're going to enjoy check out how to tell stories that convert this was a fantastic conversation I had with a chap called Marcus uh, Couchy and let me tell you Marcus is just an absolute legend just full of stories and uh, one of my favorite episodes so do check it out also check out content strategy is my new BFF why it's essential for for successful e-commerce with Katie Wright. Uh, She's also a beautiful lady with a lot of good things to say, so do check that out. You can access my podcast picks and also my entire archive of episodes for free uh, on our website at ecommercepodcast.net. Plus, if you're there, sign up for the newsletter and we'll send you the links to our podcast picks along with the notes from today's show, today's conversation with John. They get all delivered straight to your inbox totally for free at no cost to you, dear listener, which I think is pretty amazing. Now, are you struggling to grow your e-commerce business? Do you feel like you're constantly spinning plates, trying to figure out what to focus on next? Well, let me tell you, I have been there and I've coached many people who have been there and I know how frustrating it can be, which is why it's exciting for us that e-commerce cohort sponsors this show. Now, e-commerce cohort helps e-commerce businesses like yours deliver an exceptional customer experience that drives results. And to help you get started, we're excited to announce a brand new free resource for you and it's called e-commerce cycles it's a mini course where i walk you through our proven framework for building a successful e-commerce business you know what i have coached a whole bunch of people and knowing what to do and actually do it are always two different things so we'll show you the specific steps that we take in our own e-commerce business to implement the stuff that we need to do. So you can see exactly how this works and how you can put it in practice for your own business. And the good news is, as I said, all of this is completely free. And you can sign up now at ecommercecycles.com. In fact, I say sign up, you don't even need an email address. You just open the web page and click 
the play button. So head over to ecommercecycles.com to get this free training and get started today. It's time to start delivering e-commerce wow to your customers with the help of e-commerce cohort. Now, all of that said, let's get into our conversation with John. Uh, John Roman. I almost said Roman John. John, sorry about that. Almost got your name the wrong way around. John Roman is the CEO and co-founder of the Electrifying Battlebox Group, home to three explosive brands: Battlebox, Carnivore Club, and Wanlow. With a whopping thirty million dollar e-commerce subscription portfolio, this group is all about building strong content and community. So much so that they've even landed, check it out, drum roll please, their own show on Netflix. Now the excitement doesn't end there as the Battle Box Group was recently acquired uh, in October 2021 as well. So a whole lot of stuff to get into. Uh, John, thanks for joining me. It's great to have you here. Super excited, man. Got so many questions. How are we doing? Great, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here too. Oh, it's great, it's great. Now, John, listen, I mean, we were talking before we hit the record button um, about various different things. Uh, and I, I wanted to wanted to start out our conversation. Sadaf has given me the opening question. And so I'm, I'm gonna ask Sadaf's opening question. If you don't know, dear listener, Sadaf is the producer of the show and she's wonderful. And she does a lot of research and she's like, she gives you the opening question to ask, which is, what is a non-negotiable that you do every day, rain or shine? Uh, 200 push-ups every day. 200. <laughs> Two, why 200? Um, I, I honestly, the, it's not a good reason why. I build up to that with a group of um, guys I do it with. And... Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to get it raised higher and we, everybody has to agree and not everyone's agreeing right now. Okay. I want to I take, take it up um, further. Wow. To what number? I think ideally 500, but that's a, a long, day. long way to go. Yeah. Wow. That's a um, lot of not, not all one time. That's, that's mm. not possible. So we've been doing this almost a year now. Okay. Um, so when we started, we were doing, a hundred a day wow. and it's just slowly over time built up. I think when I started doing it, the most I could do at one time was 25, 30. Mm -hmm. And, um, my first set this morning, I did 80. Um, wow. so it's, it's, it's crazy. It's this little thing, but holding yourself accountable to it mm -hmm. and, uh, and doing it, it just kind of sets, sets the pace. Yeah, I imagine it does. And I, I mean, I, it's interesting you say you do this with a group of guys, because I think if you were just doing it on your own, it becomes quite hard. But because there's a group of you doing it, and there is that accountability there, um, it's quite fascinating. So you're doing 80 push-ups at a time, man. <laughs> that's, yeah, so uh, done, that's some so good going. So mm -hmm. I, did a, I did a set of 80 and a set of 70. So I'm at 150 for the day, and I'll finish the other 50 probably after this podcast, but I'll probably do like <laughs> seven or 80, whatever I'm, whatever I can really tap out at. Oh, wow. You just keep going until you can't go any further. Yeah. Until, until my arms, arms collapse. <laughs> and do you just eat lots and lots of protein? Is that how it works? No, I haven't changed my diet at all. I probably don't, I don't eat that healthy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
I go through kind of, you know, the ebbs of flows yeah, of yeah, life, yeah. Um, where sometimes I'm eating healthy, but 2023, there hasn't been a lot of healthiness in my diet, unfortunately. No, no, fair enough. Fair enough, indeed. So, um, well, I, I guess a question for, you know, you were, we're talking about content um, and, and creating content around community. Is that why you started this challenge was to give you some form of content or was there was there some just you just did it because you just felt like doing it? Um, no, I wish there was a better story. Um, <laughs> I uh, a, a little over a year ago, I had a, a um, protruding disc, my L45, mm. and um, I went to the doctor um, specialist, put me through the gambit of we're going to do some um, some physical therapy. And then they gave me uh, that didn't work. So they did a sh um, uh, they gave me a shot like it was a went to the hospital and they gave me this mm -hmm. um, steroid injection into the spine and that didn't work. And um, his final thing was you could have back surgery or focus on your core and you can't do sit ups because of your back, but push ups are really good for your core. Mm -hmm. And, um, that, that was the reason I started it and I turned it into a activity and got people involved for the accountability piece. Um, and it's not a good story on how to, how I hurt my back either. I asked my doctor, <laughs> why did this happen? And his response is welcome to your forties. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks doc. doc. Really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. That's super helpful. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Right. What's it going to be like when I'm in my 50s? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So here you are in your 40s. And, um, you know, Jung, you've got, uh, I'm intrigued by uh, something I see behind you. I see this actually when I watch, because I, I, I'm an avid YouTube consumer. I probably watch YouTube more than any other channel. And you have a YouTube plaque behind you, right? We do. Yeah. The, uh, the silver one, we we're on the way to getting the gold one. We'll, we'll, we'll hit it this year, pending something bad happening. Okay, so what does the silver plaque mean? So it's 100,000 subscribers. Um, so we hit that in uh, the middle part of last year. Well done. And early, so what does, what, does, what does gold mean then? Gold's a million. Wow. So you're going to have a channel with a million subscribers on soon. That's the that's the plan. We're at five hundred and seventy thousand right now, so we have a little bit of work to do. Holy but, um, but it's honestly uh, all the videos have done somewhat well, but there are three four videos that went crazy and boosted us um, with the subscriber count. So, and is the is the YouTube channel connected with your um, your business, or is the YouTube channel just something separate that, that you do? No, it's the business channel. So it's the it's the battle box battle box channel. So uh, well, let's dig into this. And so for those who may who may not know, what is the battle box channel? So so battle box is a at its core a monthly subscription box um, mystery box of outdoor gear, adventure gear, um, survival gear. So you know whether you're prepping for an apocalypse or you want to go hiking with your buddies, or you want to go camping with your family, really anything adventure um, centric mm -hmm. in, in the great outdoors. That's what, that's what we send each month. 
which is, I, I mean, I know what the battle box is. You don't do it to the UK, I, I noticed. Uh, I think last time I checked, which was, I was like, oh, that, I, my son would really enjoy this. Um, so how did you get involved in the battle box? I mean, how did, what was the story behind that getting started? Sure. So a buddy of mine um, was, every month his fiance was getting a subscription box. It was a birch box. Yeah, yeah. And was getting that in the mail and he'd watch her with this excitement and joy as she opened up this mystery box of, of um, you know, uh, makeup samples if, for, for a lack of better description. Mm-hmm. And every month she got it and she was just, it was this joyous moment. And he um, was like, man, I want to feel that. So he went online, tried to find, he was a, a outdoors outdoorsman. And he wanted to find something that was like that for him. And there wasn't mm-hmm. one. So when there wasn't one, he he um, is a entrepreneur as well. He, um, the business he had, had a very slow season in December and, and beginning of January. So he worked on coming up with a concept at that point and um, launched it in February uh, around Valentine's Day. I came in as an investor mm-hmm. um, with a game plan to accomplish a couple things. Really just um, board seats and business acumen advice, um, very minimal time, um, you know, maybe five hours a month. Mm-hmm. And then my other um, objective was I really wanted to break down and um, document the, the product roadmap, the go-to market strategy. Mm-hmm. Because my background was um, software, B2B software sales and reoccurring revenue um, models. And I love that this was a consumer version of it. Yeah, so yeah. the concept was document this as much as possible. And we want to launch some additional brands. Um, and then once I came on board, it, the time um, that I was putting in quickly uh was not with the expectation. So it went from five hours a month to five hours a week to 10 hours a week to 40 hours a week. And um, I have a full-time job at the time um, that I'm already putting in more than 40 hours anyway. Mm. We hit this weird moment where, you know, I'm probably putting 50 plus hours in two different companies, one of which um, I'm I'm not a principal. Um, I have some options in case in case something great happens like an acquisition but if if i leave i don't have anything mm-hmm. and then on the other side we have um battle box that i have significant equity in and i'm enjoying it a lot more mm-hmm. so uh in april so we launched february 15 in april 2016 i came on full time so when you came on was your was your strategy then to go I'm going to do a YouTube channel, um, or was, is this something you sort of stumbled into? Was this? A, I guess the question I'm asking here, um, John, is was was YouTube a very deliberate strategy for you? So it was part. It was a deliberate initial strategy. Mm-hmm. We pivoted uh, to what it is today. So initially, part of our go-to market strategy was even the first month. We were sending out dozens of battle boxes. 
out to YouTube reviews, reviewers, right? Okay. So people with, with any sort of following at the time, I think our, our, our kind of our, our mark in the sand was 10,000 subscribers or greater. We're having conversations with them, sending them out um, YouTube boxes and just getting the, you know, free product in turn for free content. Um, and we were building that channel, not our channel per se, but our, our, our brand on mm -hmm. YouTube via, via reviewers, influencers. And, um, it took an interesting, um, slight pivot where just to date this, um, it's crazy that we had this because it's not great for conversion rate, but we had a pre-purchase survey, um, in 2015, mm. um, on our site. And it was, how did you hear about us? And it was the usual suspects, right? So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, etc. Um, but we also had the option for an other where mm -hmm. they could click that, click that little radius circle and type something in. And we had about 20, 30%. The first month we put this on there say that they came from us, um, from Curran 1776. So we're like, okay, we found the channel, but they weren't on our comped box. Okay. Um, spreadsheet. Yeah. That's right. This is strange. Um, so we then did some more research and, um, Curran 1776 channel was being ran by a guy named Brandon Curran and he was a paying customer. Wow. He was, he was buying our box, doing these reviews. This was his passion. He was a career HVAC guy during the day and at nighttime he was working on a YouTube channel and we had a couple months in a row where it was like 20%, 30% of the people doing the pre-purchase survey were saying they were coming from his channel. Um, so we quickly reached out to him and said, Hey, uh, you don't have to pay for the box anymore. We're going to keep sending it to you. Um, just keep doing these reviews. And then a few months go by five, six months. And we said, Hey, we need you to keep doing these boxes still free. We're also going to give you $500 a month. Please don't stop. And, um, a short, a little bit after I came on, um, we reached out to him with a different proposition, quit your day job, move, move to Georgia, um, be a full, be full time, the face of battle box. And we're going to pop out a lot more content. It's not just going to be the monthly review. Yeah. We're going to product test. We're going to start really building this community of, of like-minded individuals, um, through content. Wow. And so he moved his, moved his wife and three kids, um, and moved him down to Georgia. And we began just really focusing on content at that point. Mm -hmm. So what, so the content you guys focused on, you brought this guy down. I mean, obviously you were, you were starting to do well with YouTube. I mean, he was obviously doing well with YouTube. Was that the main channel that you focused on? Were you like, we're just going to own the YouTube space or was it a bit more broad than that? So, so starting off, it was, it was a little, it was a little bit more broad, but not what it is today. So initially it was Facebook, um, Instagram and YouTube, and it, it was long form content. So it was, it was, here's a product and we're going to do a product review. Um, in addition to the, the monthly mission boxes, we were trying to do three to four product reviews, um, 
and and in the in in the way that we were testing products to determine if if they were going to get our stamp of approval to go into a battle box. Mm. Um, so we're kind of really showing showing how the sausage was made, and um, it was just those channels, and it wasn't honestly until. Um, and we were putting out quality content, but it was all long form. The it really wasn't until um, 20, 2021 where we really started focusing on short form content. Okay. And when we started with the short form content, that's when we saw saw the crazy growth in in followers and audience. We. We were adding on YouTube maybe 500 to 600 subscribers a month, which is no small number, but mm-hmm. you know it's a very slow, slow growth. We were at 55,000 subscribers on YouTube, um, and then in early 2021, we started. Uh, we finally started putting out content on TikTok, mm-hmm. and we were having relative success early on, but in a small nominal number, we were, you know, we had 5,000 subscribers and then 6,000, but we were being, we were able to add them a lot quicker than we were on YouTube and the other channels. And then we saw, you know, we'd occasionally get a win and I document, I documented all this because it was a lot of losing, but we were, we knew that TikTok and short form content, there was something there. So Mm -hmm. we kept doubling down, kept, increasing frequency of our content and eventually we saw um as everybody did this this rise of tiktok and um you know at that same time of our rise our follower counts growing and then we said okay well we're producing this short form content we're really taking long form content we're already shooting and we're just cutting it down Mm -hmm. into short form digestible content and youtube has shorts Instagram has reels and we should, we're already producing this content. Let's just put it on all three. Mm-hmm. And around that same time, you saw both Meta and, and Alphabet, Google and Facebook, um, really start being a little bit concerned about TikTok. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, made, they made those algorithm changes where they were treating short form content like it was gold. Mm. Um, so, we doubled down even further and we we're putting the short form content across all three channels. And when we did that, we just saw YouTube start growing. We weren't adding 500, we were adding 5,000 and then 50,000. Wow. And, um, you know, we quickly, what's crazy is, um, we're up to 570,000 on, on YouTube, but on TikTok, we're, we're closing in on 800,000, I believe. Um, wow. Yeah, 842,000. I looked it up. Um, so really just, we're painting it across all channels now. And we're we're testing it on Twitter now because mm. Twitter made the change last month where they're allowing short form video content. Mm. So we're just trying to stay ahead of the curve. Um, and, and right now everything is leading with short form. So here I am, right? John, listening to you talk, and I'm thinking, holy moly, you've got a YouTube channel with closing up to a million subscribers, hopefully by the end of the year. You're doing short form content, and you're basically selling a box, which is a subscription box, which does outdoor gear. 
So what sort of things do you do in your videos that sort of keeps people engaged and keeps people coming back? Sure. So we're really not selling. Um, there's, there's not a lot of selling going on at all. I would say maybe one out of 20 videos is, is really selling in any, any capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and when it is, it's not a, it's not a hard sell. Um, so we're, we're, we're doing this content. It's educational, it's product reviews. There's some comical elements as well. Um, really what, what, why this works is, you know, consumer behaviors, it's a constantly moving, moving little point, right? But what we're seeing, and I think most people would agree with this, is, and it's, it's not like it started this year or last year, it's been a slow move. Mm. Um, but consumers for, it depends on where the product is on the need want scale, right? Um, toilet paper, content and community probably doesn't matter too much, right? Because you need toilet paper. Yeah. Um, but you start going something that's more on the want scale, like a mystery box of outdoor adventure gear, consumers want to purchase from a brand they connect with. They feel some kind of connection with. Um, and, and that's what we're building, right? So we have, um, uh, there's, there's other additional elements. So when you're an active subscriber with us, we're, you're put in a Facebook members only group. Mm -hmm. where you have to be an active subscriber to be in the group and not everyone takes advantage of it. Um, but you know, we have maybe 8,000 active members in there and they, it, they're, they're fostering friendships. These people are posting and they're doing hiking meet meetups and camping meetups and oh, wow. just grab a beer meetups. Um, and it's really creating this community, which, which is the real value add, right? People want to feel connection to, mm -hmm. to, to others. And I think the consumer behavior suggests they also want to feel connection to the brands that they're, that they're making, they're spending their hard earned dollars with. Yeah. Um, so I, it was a long answer, but the content is not, it's not selling the product per se. Mm -hmm. It's just showing off this lifestyle and educating. We did a educational piece long form and the short form will be dropping this week. Um, on electromagnetic pulses. So EMPs, which mm. are typically, they're going to be caused by like a, a solar flare. Mm -hmm. um, but now there's concern that countries might have a weaponized version of this. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like a actual thing that people are searching for on Google. You're seeing it up on the trends. So we did a discussion about it. And it's just trying to cater this content towards what people, people want to know. People mm -hmm. want to see. So I, I, I'm genuinely really curious now in, in the sense that um, I, I've i never really been able to crack YouTube. Um, and, I, you know, we've dabbled in a few things, which is probably why we've never really cracked it, John. We've just dabbled. So I'm kind of curious if you're if, you know, the guys listening to the show, the guys and the gals are sort of they've got their e-commerce business and they're thinking, well, this all sounds great, but I don't. I don't already have a hundred thousand followers or fifty thousand followers. I've got fifty. Do you know what I mean? It, it's like or sixty subscribers to my YouTube channel. Where is a? I guess where do where did where do we start when we're actually right at the beginning? Um, because it feels like you look at it and you hear stories like from you, and you look at the but you look at that mountain and you go, oh my 
goodness, that's a huge thing to climb. Like, so I'm kind of curious, where, where do you begin when you don't really have the, the, the sort of the channel to begin with? Sure. So, you know, now, now on TikTok or, or YouTube, if, if we're getting under 10,000 views, we view it as a failure, right? But, <laughs> but I say that yeah, yeah. to say, yeah, but that's right. That's not realistic for everyone. Mm. It doesn't, doesn't mm. address your question. Um, starting off over a hundred views or over 200 views on TikTok, um, that's considered, okay, probably the bar, right? Mm -hmm. If you're putting out, um, any sort of decent content, um, in short form, YouTube still treats short form like gold, right? All the platforms right. do it. The um, if you put out a short for a piece of short form content, you're going to get a hundred random strangers looking at it on YouTube and you're yeah. going to do it on TikTok. You're going to get 200 random strangers. So that's the bar. So start putting out, um, the number one rule is consistent content, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to truly commit to this and you have to commit to it knowing you're not going to see success right away. And you just can't give up. You just have to believe that and, and honestly believe this. If you don't believe this, then you shouldn't be doing it, but believe that you're putting out good content. Um, and consistently do it, I would say at bare minimum, five out of seven days a week, but you should try to post daily content. Right. Um, and what you should do is test different types, right? Whether it's product review, whether it's, you know, making the, making the, the, the salami of your business, try, come up with five, seven different angles mm -hmm. of what you think content could be like and test them all and don't mm -hmm. just test them all one time test them all multiple times and find that one video or that one type of video that is netting you 300 400 or 500 views yeah and when you find that one double down on that still be testing the other ones but now mm -hmm. increase frequency of that type of content to exit and and you always want to lean in on test everything but when you find a certain type of content is resonating with more audience you just want to instantly lean on lean in on on that yeah and that's what we've done when we find something that works we slight pivot additional resources we're leaning in on that type of content and mm. we're going to keep pushing it um and even so um i mean there's there's billions of people in the world right so 500 people see something make a variation of that video and put that variation out there slightly change it you want to remove the um the, the meta tags from it right so you don't want any of the platforms to be able to identify so rip the audio from it mm -hmm. uh in any metadata you don't want um youtube or TikTok to identify it as the same video as before mm -hmm. but make a variation of the one video that did really well make a variation of it and post it again um with, with slightly different audio and slightly different video makeup and, and you're testing then, is it, is it that type of content? Um, and they make it so easy these days with video editing. You can, um, if you're familiar with the, uh, app mobile app called CapCut, they have a web version too, but you can do insane video editing with CapCut. Um, I, I am not a video editor. I have the <laughs> Adobe suite on, on my, um, my computer, but 
it's not good, right? It's not mm -hmm. a good use of my time. I am not going to put out a quality product. I don't know what I'm doing. But man, I'm like a, a video expert with with CapCut. It's mm -hmm. very it's very um, user friendly and allows mm -hmm. a novice like myself to to edit videos. Um, and I think that's it, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, 200 views, find the thing that gives you 400 views or 500 views, double down on that. The cool thing about all the platforms is um, eventually you're going to you're going to hit a win with a video um, of some sort. Now it's a relative win, right? Yeah. So starting off, it might be that video that gets you over a thousand views. Um, but all the the reality of of the matter is all platforms um, have some gamification built into their algorithm um, <laughs> yeah. from to to make um creators continue um so you're going to see they're eventually going to find something that checks boxes for them that they're going to disperse to more audience member and get you mm -hmm. more views um so if you if you continue down the grind it's just it's doing it over and over again not seeing the results but knowing that you have to continue that's the challenge most people you know they try for two weeks and they have no success so they give up yeah. In reality, in reality, TikTok. We took TikTok from zero to uh, four hundred thousand in about nine months, and it was all there weren't any wins in the beginning. It was trying to get that thousand view mm. video, and then trying to consistently get thousand view videos. But it was it was building from zero, um, and just finding the content that that was. People were wanting to share. Mm -hmm. People were wanting to click the like button, leave a comment. Um, and, and you see tricks on it, right? You see um, there's one uh, person I follow that he'll mispronounce or misspell a word on purpose. Because in today's day and age, you know, there's thousand guys are going to be like, I'm yeah. going to tell you that you're not spelling it right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's forcing engagement. Um, yeah. So there's like little tricks like that, just sticking sticking with it and, and posting consistently. So this is really interesting, John. Right. So let's say I I'm 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 starting my e-commerce business, or I'm you know I've been around for a while, but I don't I'm not really done the content thing. And I'm going, you know what? I'm listening to you talk, and I'm going, I I, I don't know how long it's going to take to do those videos, but I'm totally going to do it, and I'm going to stick it out, and I'm going to see what's what's going to happen. I have two questions for you. Right. One is, how do I know what to do? in those videos. So I think that freaks people out. Maybe we'll come back to that. And my second question, and maybe we'll start here is, is it worth it, right? So you've got 500 and some subscribers to YouTube, 800 and some subscribers, uh, 800 or the thousand subscribers to your TikTok. How many of those are in effect become subscribers to the battle box? Do you know what I mean? Because part of me is like, well, I could have half a million people over here subscribe to the YouTube channel, but if no one's buying over here, what's the why am I doing this over here? Right? Yeah, so the first the first part, first question on what do you do? What what should the content be? I don't think you have to reinvent the wheel here, right? Mm. You can look at similar brands or brands that might be in the a higher, you know, general space and start looking the ones you know up. And you're likely going to find one of them that is having success with this and look at the content they're doing. Right. Yep. And, and honestly, it's a cheat sheet because 
you can probably come up, why well, I said, you know, come up with your five to seven different things, different kind of types of content you want to test. You're probably looking at a playbook on, on that brand, on what's working for them. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think finding, finding the ideas, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The answer is, mm-hmm. the answer is already there. Um, and I think from that, if, if you have any creative juices, you're, you're going to have some ideas. Okay, well, this is working for them. We can do that, but we can also do this. Mm. You're gonna, it's really starts the idea flow. Um, and this, okay, the second question, my mind went blank. What was the second question? Does it work? You know, out of your half a million oh, yeah, subscribers, yeah. Do, how many of them become customers? So, so it's a great question. So the reality is these customers are not converting at mm. the same rate as paid targeted traffic, right? Mm-hmm. Just not the case. Um, what we're doing is it's a very top of funnel um, and we're 100% gonna reprospect, remarket to them, right? We're putting up some exclusive offers to try to capture their email when they go to our page. Um, and then depending on, on their behavior with the uh, first few ads or emails, we're then doing you know pretty detailed segmenting and identifying the best fits that are highly engaged. And then we are we are getting aggressive with email campaigns and reprospecting and offers and SMS. And if they downloaded our, our mobile app, we're sending them an Android or iOS push. Um, mm. We are we are trying to convert them in traditional e-commerce ways once we capture them into our ecosystem, whether it's yeah. through, through you know a traditional pixel or or getting their email address. Um, so they don't they don't convert the same way. Um, you're, you're typically seeing 10% of, of a, a standard conversion rate. Um, but that's still a lot. Yeah. So, you know, if, if your if your site normally converts at a, you know, for using round easy numbers, so I don't mess up the math at a 2% <laughs> conversion rate, right? These guys are probably going to convert at a 0.2 and that's probably like on the good side. Mm. Um, we'll have some things where a video goes really, does really well. And we look at the traffic and it's performing at a fraction of that, right? It's only, these people were only converting at 0.08. Mm. Um, but the, the, the reality is it's still, there's value on time. And there's value on spending the editing time, whether it's you or someone else, but the content lives forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still, the, the cost is still less than, than traditional paid. Um, and, you know, we're seeing, you know, TikTok as, as an example, we already know YouTube is doing it, but you're starting to get some search engine optimization into the mix for your brand. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of insane that, um, I don't do this, but I know that a lot of the younger generation now, they're using TikTok to search for stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Whether they're looking for a certain product or they're looking, they're in, in going into the city and they want to go to a restaurant, they're using TikTok as a search engine. They're not using Google, which is which is kind of mind-blowing. Um, but it really is, yeah. It, it allows you, if you're, if you're, coming up with proper descriptions mm-hmm. for your videos on TikTok and proper hashtags, you're, you're setting yourself up for, you know, search organic. And then of course, YouTube is 
obviously populating all of that into Google. So if someone's searching um, the traditional way of Google, your videos are going to come up too. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's mesmerizing stuff, John. I'm not going to lie. It's just, you're kind of thinking, you go, oh, goodness me, there's a world out there, you know, um, and that somehow if I can tap into that, um, it'll be great. And I can see how, um, a bit like what we do with the podcast, right? You, we do the podcast and people think, well, if you get a podcast and you get a thousand people listening to your podcast, you know, a hundred of them are going to become clients, which is not true at all. Um, but you, there are all these other benefits that I experienced to doing podcasts. So you do get people who convert and they'll join a course or whatever. Um, but you, you build credibility. You, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's sort of the engagement. There's, there's a whole bunch of other things that you sort of build um, around doing the podcast. So I'm assuming, listening to you talk, because the conversion numbers are so low that there are a lot of added extra benefits for you to carry on doing the the YouTube channel. One of the things that you said, which I thought was really interesting, was actually even though the conversion rates are much lower, they're still more cost effective than paid social. So then it does become a numbers game. So then I go, well, actually, now I understand why you want a million people, because if you've got a million people converting at 0.02 or whatever it is, and then obviously the, the cost of creating the content for that million people to consume is an awful lot lower, I'm guessing, per conversion than your paid media, right? Um, so I, I like that. But what, what are some of the other benefits that you guys experience for going through all this pain and aggravation <laughs> of creating this constant content machine, you know? Sure. So I'm glad you, you mentioned the podcast piece because it's the same model, right? The same, the same benefits, it, they're eerily similar. Mm -hmm. We're subject, we, we're becoming subject matter experts in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a softer sell. Um, you're, you know, on the, on the business side and the podcast side, you're building a network and it's, it's the same thing. You're building an mm -hmm. audience. They mm -hmm. really are very, very, very similar. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's the way people ingest content now and they ingest it in ways they didn't before and embarrassing amounts that they yeah. didn't before. Um, and I think that it's as, it's as simple as that to, to answer your question. Um, in addition to that, you know, there's, there's the home runs, right? Um, a home run that is not easy to replicate is the Netflix TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, so what the Netflix TV show did for us, which, you know, I think that's, that's hitting the grand slam. That's, that's, yeah. you know, best case scenario. Will we get another show? We're trying, mm -hmm. um, we're continuing to try to replicate and get an additional show. Um, but what that show did for us was, um, leading up to it, we were getting about 125, 130,000 unique visitors a month on our site. Mm-hmm. The month, uh, July 2020, that that show dropped, we had uh, 1.2 million unique visitors. Wow. And Netflix didn't give us like a, a call to action at the end. Go to battlebox.com. It was just mm. people um, searching on Google mm -hmm. for us. So we saw obviously a, a, a increase in direct traffic and yeah. an increase in Google organic, Google paid. Um, those were the, the three you know, buckets in, in analytics, if you will, mm -hmm. of, of that traffic. But we, we did a 10x, uh, already relatively um, acceptable number of traffic got 
10 axed because of a, a, a TV show. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's just interesting. It's, it's, you're, you're looking for the home runs like that. We've had, um, you know, a couple videos. We had one video, uh, testing a water filtration. Um, they got 35 million views. And that's <laughs> as, as it would. And why would it not? Right. I don't know. Um, it's a lot of views and, uh, it really is. Jeez. It, and it, it, that was on TikTok. We it's, um, it has more than that on YouTube, but, but from that came, um, just obviously there, there was an uptick in traffic. There was an uptick in, um, in email submissions and emails that we're capturing, collecting, mm -hmm. um, from that video though, came some other cool things. Um, a bunch of, um, I guess you would consider them media companies, but a lot of the, uh, those, those sites and pages that just post content, other people's content all the time. We had a few of them reach out to us and say, Hey, can we repost your content? We're going to tag you. Well, ab absolutely. Mm. Um, so we have all these other companies now posting, reposting that video and tagging us, which means they then come to our page. They like our page or they follow up, follow us depending on channel. So it's like a, just a constant snowball that's just getting larger and larger and larger. That's just it's funny, isn't it? And so how do you how do you keep it engaging? Right. I mean, because I'm imagining, John, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm imagining that the bigger it gets, the more successful it gets, the more pressure you put upon yourselves to deliver great content. Right. So I'm imagining uh, as a channel gets better the the cameras get bigger that do you know what I mean the, the production value gets higher um which is a pressure I don't think you have when it's just you sat around a kitchen table because you're starting you know your first online store you've got a mobile phone and that's it right how, what do you guys do to sort of keep that content fresh how do you how do you work that so yeah so yeah now we've gotten to a point where expectations are rising and it, it's a new challenge right before was the challenge of let's just get some content but now expectations are there so we're we're just constantly having meetings trying to figure out how can we make some additional content um surprisingly uh chat gpt has been <laughs> a, a friend of ours wow so um giving us ideas we we were in Las Vegas for a conference and we had the idea we had seen on TikTok um, and other channels where people were just asking random people questions. Mm -hmm. And we said, okay, there's something there. People watch these videos because they have millions of views and millions of likes and shares. Um, how do we, how do we kind of do this, but make it our own? So we asked chat GPT and ChatGPT told us and we then came up with a bunch of questions we could ask and we then also asked ChatGPT what questions should we ask and we it's not just that's not what we all we typed right we gave mm -hmm. it context and direction yeah. and sure. what we're trying to accomplish from it and what it's going to be used for and it popped out 20 questions to us and most of them were better than the questions we came up with <laughs> Wow. Um, and then, so we said, okay, well, let's do a true test. So in some of the content, we ask our questions and in some of the content, we, uh, we asked the chat GPT questions and the dang chat GPT questions perform better. 
That's um, fascinating. So that that's you know I know maybe not as much as it was, but for the last couple mm. months, ChatGPT has been the buzz that everyone's talking to. Mm. That's how we're using it. We're using it as leverage. How do we go faster and stronger um, mm. in 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 ways? And they're mostly content driven. We're asking them for um, okay, we want to film this. Write us a script, mm. and it's giving us now. It's not ever getting into a hundred percent, right? It's getting us. It's yeah, getting yeah. it. From, we're getting it taking from zero to five. It's taking it from five to eighty-five, mm-hmm. and then at that point, we're then just editing, honing it, making yeah. it our own. But it's shaving probably eight, nine, ten hours out of out of a process for us, um, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's. I like that, and I like the fact you've mentioned that it's it's not it's not necessarily perfect, but it, it I think it's a great place to give you ideas, doesn't it? And it sort of jumpstarts that process. I was on Mid Journey the other day, um, as playing around with that, which is like I don't know if you come across Mid Journey, but it's just sort of like a, a AI Image. imagery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just incredible. So we were like telling it, right, I want you to create website UX, UI with this idea and that idea and just coming up with some thoughts. Now, what it comes back with, you can't use, but it can send you down, it gives you ideas. I tell you, uh, John, I'm a bit of a, regulars to the show will know, I I sort of dabble in carpentry and joinery. I like to make stuff out of wood. It's like my little hobby, if you like. And my daughter, who's 16 years old, she wants me to make her a new bed, which I designed. We'd gone on Pinterest, we'd looked at images together and we designed, we drew it up and designed it. And I was, I'm just about to start cutting all the wood. And then I was on mid journey and I thought, I wonder what would happen if. And so I just put in some prompts into mid journey, come back with some bed designs. And my daughter see them and she went, dad, that design you did, I don't want that. I want that one that that thing has done there. And we're like, oh my goodness. It's, uh, it's really interesting how it sets you off in the, in the right path. But I think you, I, I think you nailed it though, right? It, it helps with the, with the ideas. Mm. It's not going to be a replacement, but it, it, it helps guide you towards creation. Yeah. And it's interesting that you're doing it, um, using it on a channel as, as big as you guys are. What does, um, what does the future look like, John, for you guys? Where do you want, I mean, you obviously your, your aim this year is to get the, the gold plaque, which is a million YouTube subscribers. Um, but beyond that, what sort of other things are you, are you guys aiming for? So, so far this year, we, we brought on our second full-time video editor. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our short-term goal, which we'd like to figure out in Q2, I don't know if we will, but that's at least what we're hoping for, is we want to bring on another full-time creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll allow us to just output a, way more additional content. Um, we're going to change our thinking this year. Previously, you know, we have BattleBox, we have Carnivore Club, we have Wanlo, we have these additional brands. Um, but we've always built the brand and then tried to build the content and community mm-hmm. on top of it. I think this next brand we launch, we're going to build the content and community first and then listen to that audience and really yeah. just inspect and understand the demographics and the makeup and what that audience is, and then cater a brand that's made specifically for that audience, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is a, for us, it's the reverse order. You look at, um, 
you're talking about YouTube content, um, so many, obviously Mr. Beast is the one that everyone knows. Yeah. Um, that's what he did, right? He built this content and community and then he dumps a burger brand mm. and, a, and a cookie or a chocolate brand on top and they're instant successes. Instant hits. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, you know, is it easy to build a community and follower count like him? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But if you if you can build at a smaller scale a community and an audience, I think understanding that community and then building the brand on top of it, I think it's 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 reverse for us. But you're seeing people do it in that order and doing yeah. it really well. Um, yeah, I think that's is, how it is reverse for you. But the, the 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 in effect the principle is still the same, isn't it? It's it's you you guys are focusing very heavily on content and community it's what you guys do well and out of that um you 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 managed to monetize now before you had a product you went and found the community uh, now you're on about getting the community and, and doing it the product but it's this, there's still this principle of produce content that your community wants to consume right and um i'm kind of curious as we as we close the show here You've been doing this a couple years, right? And you've, you've, you guys have got a lot going on. What's, what's something, maybe two or three points that you wish you knew at the start that, um, that you sort of figured out along the way that would have really, really helped you and sort of got you on your journey a lot quicker? So the, the number one thing is diversification of lead source. Um, so right now we're super diversified. Um, typically in and there's ebbs and flows. And when a campaign, um, advertising campaign is doing well and really well, it might, it's going to temporarily bridge this rule and break it. But we want to have no single lead source currently um, giving us more than a sixth or 16% of, of our customers. Right. Um, we never want to be dependent on, on a specific platform or, or area. Now, I wish we knew that before, um, you know, go circa 2015, mm. we were advertising only on Facebook. Now we were mm. sending those YouTube boxes, but mm. we were only advertising on Facebook. Um, we were getting customer, acquiring customers for $5. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, knowing Bring back those now, days, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would have, I would have gotten as many credit cards as, as banks have <laughs> given me and yeah, maxed, maxed it every out. single one out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think a mistake well, people see, and I think it's, it's very much true now in a post iOS world where, where wins are, are a little farther and few between than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get a win, go mm-hmm. like figure out, figure out what overselling the problems that causes, right? And yeah. like, it's a good problem to have and you can figure it out. Um, just you have, I think when you see something that works, you have to double down, triple down and as fast as you possibly can capitalize on on that that winning and make mm. it as big a victory as possible. Um, go, I don't think you can go on the assumption that, oh, we can just pause this campaign and next month we'll, we'll start back up and it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the the biggest piece of advice is just go, just yeah. fig, oversell and and figure out how to solve for that later. Um, get the customers while you can because mm. it's it's such a different landscape now. Yeah, no, really powerful stuff. 
Really powerful stuff. John, listen, it's been great chatting to you on the show, man. And um, uh, thank you for answering my my questions and, and uh, helping me feel a bit more inspired about this whole area. How do people reach you? How do they connect with you if they want to do that? Sure. Um, probably best is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn, uh, I'm self-admittedly hard. I'm on Twitter, but I'm horrible at it. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm pretty I'm pretty good at LinkedIn. Uh, and uh, I also have a, a blog, onlinecaso.com, uh, where I just kind of write what we're working on. Um, it's it's not your typical stuff that's only filled with wins. Mm-hmm. It's it's filled with losses too because you know I feel that there's such learning experiences from the losses, mm-hmm. and people don't really document that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it because. Two, it helps me process it and and how we can learn from it and be better, stronger, faster. Mm-hmm. But also, if I can put it out there and someone can read it and it can it can save them a step, yeah, yeah. not yeah. make the same mistake I made, then it's a win. Fantastic. And what's your blog? Uh, onlinecaso.com. Onlinecaso.com. We will, of course, link to that and to your LinkedIn profile uh, in the show notes as well on the website. If you are regular to the email, they'll also be in the email. Um, but John, genuine, uh, real appreciation, man, for you coming on the show and sharing your insights and thoughts. And um, I'm going to be going and checking out your YouTube channel. Uh, we'll connect on uh, LinkedIn just because we can. And I'm going to connect with you on Twitter just because I'm also rubbish at it as well. So we'll just be rubbish <laughs> together and um, <laughs> see how we Cheers. get on. Uh, but it's been awesome. Thanks, man. Genuinely, really, really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. Really appreciate it. No, no worries. So there you have it. Another fantastic conversation with John. As I said, uh, all of the links to John is LinkedIn and Twitter that he never uses, as well as to his blog, will be uh, on the website in the show notes at ecommercepodcast.net. It will also be in the newsletter, which is emailed out. If you're not on the list, get on the list and they just come straight to you. Uh, Now, let me just say, be sure to follow the e-commerce podcast wherever you get your podcast from because we've got yet more great conversations lined up and i don't want you to miss any of them also let me give a big shout out to today's show sponsor the e-commerce cohort remember to check out their free online training at ecommercecycles.com uh, just have a go Uh, see how you get on. And before I wrap up today's episode, let me just take a moment to invite you, dear listener, to become a part of the show. If you're an e-commerce entrepreneur or an expert in the area of e-commerce and would like to share your insights with our amazing audience, we would love to hear from you. Or maybe you know somebody. Just head over to the website, ecommercepodcast.net, follow the links, get in touch. We would love to hear from you. Yes, we would. And in case no one has told you yet today, you, dear listener, are awesome. Yes, you are. Created awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear. I have to bear it. John definitely has to bear it. And you've got to bear it as well. So it just is what it is. Now, the e-commerce podcast is produced by Orion Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favorite podcast app. The team that makes this show possible is Sadaf Bainon, Estella Robin, and Tanya Hutzelak. Our theme song was written by Josh Edmondson. And as I mentioned, if you would like to read the transcript or show notes, head over to the website, ecommercepodcast.com. 
www.jonesmartin.net. That's it from me. That's it from John. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic week, wherever you are in the world. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.